What is good, motherfuckers? This is the Be Cool Podcast. We are back at it yet again. Yet again. This is on a Sunday morning. A little late this week, but you know what? At least we're here, motherfuckers. At least we're motherfucking here. So, I mean, we got two weeks from last week. We have a little Pro Bowl weekend. Got our picks right last week. The Chiefs versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Hope you catch those bets. They were locked and loaded. Didn't hear anybody talk about the bets, but they were winners. You know, came back from a awful, awful champion. Uh, you know, championship week and, and just put it together. Just put it together for the boys, for the ladies out there, and uh, you know, got that money swole in that pocket, swole in that pocket. Hopefully, you're out there making those ducats, getting that cash. Come on, baby, get that cash. Little O'Reilly's Auto Parts. You know, you sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I'm a little stuffed up, a little nasally. Had a uh, little overnight at the Pussy Pound Castle. And uh, nothing got pounded, but just a lot of cat, a lot of pussy. A little Zier, little Zyrtex. Don't know if it helped. Waking up early to get it done for you. I know you want to put in your bets for the Super Bowl. We're going to get into that here just in a second. But hope everyone's doing good. Arctic chill in the air. Just frigid out there. So stay safe. Stay cool. Stay locked and loaded. Let's get into the Super Bowl. Last weekend, Eagles, Chiefs pound their way into the the big match. Obviously, one team had an easier route than the other. Um, 49ers lost two quarterbacks during that game. It looked like Brock Purdy was being a bitch, but it turned out he had a uh, significant injury, which is going to put him back about six months for recovery time and surgery. So hopefully he's on the mend. I thought he was going to get a nice fat contract after what he did for the 49ers after Garoppolo. Oh, fuckboy Garoppolo. People put too much emphasis on these quarterbacks, you know, in any kind of, uh, you know, sustained period of time playing good in a sport. You know, that's why you see these horrible contracts in the NBA, guys making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they uh, sit on the bench, don't even get into the rotation, i.e. John Wall a couple years ago. Now you got Davis Bertans out there sitting there making $20 million a year, don't even get in the games. Uh, just horrible contracts, you know, just horrible people all the way around, you know, just like we talked about with the Trey Nichols situation last week. You know, it's all about who's in these power, these positions of power, you know, and it happened to be five black guys, a, um, a black captain of the police force. But that has nothing to do with it. It's just you know, when you're in position of power, you abuse the power. If there is a cycle of you know stupidity and ignorance within the system, you're going to get the same shit regardless of the color of the people. You know, we weren't we weren't scared to talk about that on the Be, Be Cool podcast last week. We actually called for their you know the removal of their limbs, their um, you know the torture methods, maybe to, so they they can feel. Or their families can feel what it's like to have a missing family member, let alone a member of their body. So, 
you know, there's no segregate segregation here on the Beacle Podcast. We call it how we see it. We slice it down the fucking middle. So back into the Super Bowl. You got the Eagles. You got the Chiefs. So you got two weeks for Mahomes' high ankle sprain, quotation marks, to find its mend. The Eagles just look dynamite. Like I said last week, just the Eagles look unbelievable, unstoppable. No one saw Miles Sanders running for two touchdowns early on in that game last week. If they did, they would have won millions of dollars. I'm sure some people did, but that's because they had 150 entries, 20 entries into these DraftKings, these sports books. You know, that's the only way to actually do it. If you put one entry into a 150-entry max uh, contest, you are behind the buck already. So you're just hoping and praying to cash out. Winning 50 cents on a 25 cent entry into those max entries on DraftKings and whatnot really does show that you have some kind of understanding. I got a, I got a cat right here shitting right now, clawing its way to you know cover its poop. We'll just we'll just wait it out. Don't worry about it. It's just scratching at the floor, not inside the kitty litter, but outside of the floor right now. This is the intelligence of these things. Just a little info for you. If you're looking to get an animal, you might not want to go that route. A lot of mess. A lot of, lot of interesting things happening. But anyway, so back to the Super Bowl. You got to go with the Eagles here, I think, because they can just do it from every front. Their defense is fully loaded right now. Obviously, Jalen Hurts isn't hurt. He didn't run for too many yards last week, but he didn't have to. They didn't even throw the ball, and they destroyed the Chiefs. So, I mean, the 49ers, sorry. But again, they did play against a team with absolutely no quarterback. McCaffrey did his thing. Uh, Kittle tried to do his thing. Debo Samuels was a non-effective. Brandon Ayuk was nothing. (coughs) Excuse me. Like I said, the Zyrtex is wearing off. I'm drinking a cold coffee, trying to get through it for the Be Cool podcast for you people. You greedy little fuckers out there because you need to hear me. You want to hear me. You have to hear me. So with that being said, you got to pick the Eagles. I don't care what the over-under is. I really don't care. You just got to go ahead and cash out. Cash out with the Eagles. I have a nice little uh, eight-leg parlay set up for next weekend. Obviously, this weekend's Pro Bowl weekend. Nothing spectacular. Also, they had the NHL skills competition. They have an all-star weekend this weekend. Go check that out on YouTube if you've never seen NHL skills competition. Actually, a Unbelievable talent that these guys got. Actually, even goalies doing uh, sniper shots on surfboards. Little uh, soak the bloke action. It's actually pretty fun to watch and and highly talented. That's probably one of the best uh, sports that does a skills competition to actually outline and um, you know really showcase what these guys are capable of. They did a little golf comparison competition with a with a hockey puck from like a par three it was actually really good so 
if you into sports, if you're into knowing anything at all, go ahead and check that out. So you have a conversation and maybe to pop up when you meet someone, if you ever leave the house, if you ever have contact with another human being outside of the bubble that you live in, it's always nice to have this kind of information just on the top of the brain. You know, it's always nice to resonate with the society that you live in and not try to uh, be the t hermit outside the uh, side of the mountain. And, you know, if you're on the side of the mountain these days, you got to be careful about that weather because it is a brisk and chilly time of year out here in the Northeast. Don't know if you heard about it. I mean, even Dallas, Texas, you know, getting some ice and some snowfall this time of year. Don't know what the West Coast is dealing with, but I'm sure that you had the little cold front running through out here in the Northeast, New England, the tri-state area. Mount Washington was at minus 118, minus 119 or something like that. Just uh, unforgivable cold. Down here in the normal people land, we got down to minus 30, minus 50 almost. And uh, in some cases, don't really know the truth about that, but it was cold. It definitely was cold. I could hear the uh, aluminum creaking, aluminum creaking. You just got to be safe and be careful. Check out the weather map a, a couple days earlier so you understand what is happening in the future. Some people don't do that because they're scared of the future, you know. Some people don't want to know when they die or something like that, you know. But you got to understand everyone's going to die. You just got to be prepared for the future, though. You want to know what's going to happen. It's nice to take a look. If the app is there, use the app. Don't let the app use you. A little, uh, little code for the people right there. Yeah, so been cold out here. It's cuffing season, obviously. Stay warm, stay safe, stay loved, stay blessed. Had a nice little meal last night with old parking lot Pete, pissing Pete. Went out, hung out with some other rats. Did a little uh, deep dive into some music. Had some fun last night, you know, had a little fun. Going to do it again tonight or today. A little golf, a little, a little fabricated golf on the big screen. Trying to get that swing down. Trying to get my hands before my uh, before the club and uh, get that body twisting. Get that body twisting and uh, twisting in the wind. You got Kyrie Irving making news this week because you know it's been four or six months, so he's got to get back in the news. He's complaining. He wants out of Brooklyn. A couple of weeks before the trade deadline now and, um, you know, a couple a uh, couple of weeks before the All-Star weekend. You know, and on the eve of All-Star reserves being named, Kyrie's got to get his name in the news. Not being an All-Star starter, you know, isn't, you know, nothing to him, but, you know, he has to get his four cents in. You know, when you fl when you live on flat earth, you only think in one way. So it's a, you know, it's an impossible thing for Mr. Kyrie Irving, an unbelievable basketball talent. That's the, you know, that's the worst thing about this, you know. Obviously the young man similar to Kanye West needs medical, you know, a, a professional, a reputable professional to talk to. That can, you know, alleviate some of this uh, frustration that he obviously has bound up and just like a lot of people do. A lot of people have problems. Everybody's got problems. And unfortunately, what Kyrie doesn't understand that his his situation, because he's on a basketball team, he's 
he's hurting other people with this because his inability to, you know, see the forest for the trees for what he's doing, he hurts other people's careers. He hurts other people's advancement in their careers because he's getting up there now. He's not a young buck anymore. You know, he's probably past, well, he's probably at the end of his prime. He absolutely can do what he wants to do on a basketball court. Unbelievable dribbler, can finish, can shoot. Not the best shooter, but he can shoot because he's a shooter. He's a scorer. And, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation for anybody who's on the Brooklyn Nets, you know, trying to advance their careers at a younger age. You know, you got Cam Thomas over there, obviously not the greatest player, but he only plays five or six minutes a game. So, it's, you know, it's hard to tell what kind of talent you have when another guy's sucking up 38 minutes, barely plays every game, barely plays every year. And is a uh, a thorn in the side of, you know, a lot of the critics because he's just laying out this kind of uh, mentality that people can pick at. You know, it's not nice to pick at the mentality, but unfortunately, he chose to be a professional basketball player. Didn't have to choose that. He had a full ride to Duke, could have stayed in Duke, not played professional basketball. But you know what? He chose to be a professional basketball player. He chose to make millions of dollars. But he doesn't want what comes with it. He doesn't want the necessity for the media, the interviews, and the constant um, micro uh, magnifying glass, <laughs> micro magnifying glass looking upon him, judging everything he does. But when you make decisions and you speak on social media, these things are going to happen. It's an unfortunate event, of course. No one wants to be underneath the windowsill being crushed by the pressure of life but that is what happens when you make these decisions so you got to live with the choices you make folks it's an unfortunate event so on to the all-star reserves obviously this is another point of contentious everyone's always got an opinion everyone's got a uh, a bone to pick with who the coaches pick for the reserves nothing's a perfect system this is the this is close as you're going to get here this is politics at its best you know and you got the all-star reserves on the east side there were a couple locks obviously Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics the best record in the NBA no bias here I mean guys averaging 27 seven rebounds and three assists a game hard to deny that guy an all-star reserve spot and then you got Joel Embiid who you know, top five MVP candidate, he's got to be in there. Tyrese Halliburton as a guard, hard to deny his talent. He's a triple-double triple, triple double watch whenever he steps on a court. And then uh, you get into some of the muddy waters that, you know, people are always going to have a problem. And the biggest names are DeMar DeRozan from the Bulls, I mean, this guy's averaging 26 points, five boards, and uh, f four boards, and, well, five, five and five. 26, five and five. Hard to deny those kind of stats. But the team's not doing that well. They've had some uh, internal issues, but what's that got to do with anything? DeMar DeRozan, 26 points, five and five. And people are complaining about him being on the All Star game, uh, All Star team reserved. Another guy, one of the best defenders for years in the NBA only had one all-star appearance before this is Drew Holiday um, second best record in the Eastern Conference 
for the Milwaukee Bucks. Somehow people are complaining about this guy being on the all-star team. He's averaging 25 and 7. And people are complaining about this guy. Somehow Trey Young for the shitty Atlanta Hawks gets a nod maybe over him. What are we talking about here, folks? There's nothing to talk about. Listen, these guys were voted on by the coaches. You got to appreciate what the coaches think because, yeah, yeah, I mean, God forbid you know what the fuck basketball is. You know, just a casual fan and some idiot looking from afar ain't going to know what the fuck they're talking about. So, you know, I'd rather take a coach's opinion over anybody else because they see him every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? They know what talent is. They know what Grant Williams can't do. They know what Luke Cornett can't do. They know what Peyton Pritchard can't do on a basketball court. So they they actually, uh, you know, they under, they understand the value of a Drew Holiday or a Tyrese Halliburton or a Julius Randle or a Jaron Jackson Jr. They understand the innate value that these people bring to the court, let alone the stats, their ability, their work ethic, yeah, 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 you know, on and on and on. So, you know, if you're an NBA fan and it's All-Star Weekend and it's almost a, you know, it's a holiday as it is for me coming up in February, one of my favorite times of year, one of the best times of year, regardless of how good the skills competitions are, the three-point, the dunk contest, the all-star game, which has gotten better over the years because of the uh, the new rules after, you know, RRP Kobe, the new rules got in, implemented. It's a... Uh, it's just a wonderful time of year. It's a nice relaxing. It's a nice time to reflect even after the New Year's, the holiday. Happy holidays to everybody. The New Year. Sorry for the clinking. My keep. Uh, there's a nice marble top that I keep hitting my uh, diesel watch on top of. So just remember, get out there, stay warm, be safe, and enjoy what you enjoy. You know, don't get too trapped into uh, you know the minutia, as they say. You know, and as obviously the minutia, big time of year, you know, you got the, the Republican House there, you know, they're taking people off of the rosters. You, you know, Representative Omar got kicked off the um, foreign policy. I, I mean, what are we doing here, man? You got a half Muslim, half black woman, and you're taking somehow the Republicans kick her off her committee. Obviously, these committees are made to expand your portfolio within politics it just goes to show you they don't care about you you know how are you going to kick a half muslim half black woman off of the foreign policy committee what are you doing for the country what are you doing for yourselves what are you doing for your country what are you showing you know if you want to see a good little clip uh, May- uh marjorie taylor green had a nice little uh she's on what the fuck is she on security the security council or something like that now <laughs> and just, this this dumb bitch man i'm gonna put that i'm gonna splice that clip in for you at the end of the uh episode so you know what the fuck i'm talking about but so wait for that but what i really want to talk about was a little just a little highlight that there's a chinese space uh, sat, uh probe a spy balloon a balloon folks a balloon and what do what what does fox news run with is that the liberals are too scared to you know to protect our country they're failing us let alone we had a uh, records job report we uh, over uh, 120,000 new jobs 
last month. Uh, the lowest uh, unemployment rate, 3.4% since, uh, you know, it's ever been accounted for, you know, numbers like this. And they don't talk about that on Fox News because why would you want to, you know, accentuate the product, the you know, the product that the other crew is, you know, the other team is producing. You don't want to talk about that. You know, these it's just it's the same on the other side. Like I it, like I said, it's a it's a jumble fuck of people. But anyway, back to the spy balloon. Let me just tell you this: you can't shoot down something over populated areas because what's going to happen? People are bound to get hurt by it. You know, it can land on a house in Kansas, in Iowa. You could fuck with the crops. Maybe it's going to fall on some of that ice in Dallas. So you got to wait till it gets over a body of water to safely predict, you know, where it may land. You know, it's science. I know people, I understand that the Republicans and the right don't want to, uh, you know, believe in the science of it. But, you know, things do fall like uh, Isaac Newton could tell you in a certain pattern. You know, straight down, usually, unless there's a wind or a breeze or it's over a, a jet stream of sorts. You know, people hate that kind of information, but it is, you know, it's unfortunate that it does exist. It's not a flat earth, Kyrie. You know, it's a it's a globe we live in and it can be shaken around and messed with in certain ways. You know, nothing, everything you see doesn't really exist. Sometimes there is a, you know, a light deflection. Sometimes the... Uh, the sun and the rays do certain things. Sometimes the cloud and the rain does certain things, and you have to be prepared for that. So you get this stupid, they say it's a Chinese uh, spy balloon. Don't know if it really is a spy balloon, but they can't really figure that out until it gets over our landmass so we can uh, take that motherfucker out and see what's going to happen. Maybe it's a, Maybe there's a bomb in there. Nobody knows, but people want things done, and that's understandable. Understandable. It's not like it's going to get away from us. We have fighter jets. We have aircraft carriers. We have human beings. We have people in outer space living year after year. Fucking relax, people. Nothing's going to happen. They're not taking your guns. They're not after the satellites out here. You just got to keep it pushing. And while you're pushing, you know, it's uh, cuffing season. Like I said last week, I told you I was going to watch the movie You People. And I did watch the movie. Great movie. I suggest you watching for everybody, every human being, every creed, every race, every uh, lady, every man, every them, they, her, she, be, whatever you want to do. You just keep it pushing. And just a great movie, really. Jonah Hill, Laura London as a as the dynamic couple really kill it. Laura London is uh, the widow of Nipsey Hussle, R.I.P. Nip who passed away a few years ago, unfortunate situation there, but, you know, you stay in the streets, you live in the streets, you're from the streets, and sometimes the streets catch up with you, and it's obviously, it's it's despicable that people have to die, and people die off of, you know, trying to do good for the community they live in, but some people just can't take that. Maybe it was a hit, maybe it wasn't. I don't get in conspiracy theories it was just a, a you know a young black man trying to get on, and uh, another young black man didn't like it, and didn't think he did enough for him, and it seems like you know he took it out with rage and you know anger, and shot Nipsey Hussle. It is what it is, man. Some people just can't deal with the you know the swings of life. But Laura London, 
his widow acts the counterpart to Jonah Hill. It's like a rom-com, but a lot better than that because Eddie Murphy really kills this role. How he doesn't win an Oscar this year for that. Eddie Murphy is back. Eddie Murphy is back. If you like anything about Eddie Murphy, black comedy, you know, realism, truth, you know, a little political stuff in there mixed in. Eddie Murphy, Nia Long, they work as uh, Laura London's parents. Then you got David Duchovny, Julia Louise Dreyfus work as Jonah Hill's parents. It's just a great show. Great show. A good dynamic on race. Uh, it plays off of the title "You People" because, like, if you're not with, if you're not in the culture, like from the beginning, if you just try to like know about some shit and not not in the shit, then you're gonna have uh, these same kind of thoughts and aspects in your brain and ideas about other people. You people that. <laughs> Maybe are just, uh, you know, the talking point kind of things. The uh, what you believe, you know what I'm saying? Not the actual, the reality of being in a culture or knowing about a culture. You know, it's it's easy to, you know, look from afar and have those those judgments about what black people do, what white people do, what Asian people do, what Indian people do, natives uh, feathers, dots, whatever you want to do, uh, transgenders, gays, whatever, you know, everyone's got an opinion on it and they know, they know the stereotypes, obviously, but what the truth is and what it's like actually being those people is a difference. So you get a, you get a good bird's eye view of that while you're watching the movie. And then, you know, they hit you with the, the realities at the end to give you that dramatic effect. And it's a really, just a really good movie. So go check it out. And while you're doing that, if you're on the Jonah Hill tip, I think this is on HBO Max. It's a show called, it's a documentary called Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z, S-T-U-T-Z. Uh, Jonah Hill does a documentary about his um, psychiatrist, an old, old Jewish guy from New York or New Jersey or something like that. And it's just, a, it's a nice deep dive. He's trying to, you know, promote the mental health aspect of it, obviously, and this old man who has a different way of, uh, you know, helping people with, you know, their emotions, their everyday lives as a professional doctor. So Kyrie Irving, if you listen to the podcast, which I hope you are, I hope you're one of the 30 people listening every week that, you know, you go and, you know, you go and talk to a reputable, you know, professional doctor, not someone who's there to get the money from you, but someone's there to actually listen and help you that, uh, you know, that can, you know, relieve some of that mental anguish, some of that pain that you deal with on a daily basis, because it does help. Not everyone has a podcast so they can, you know, just spew their nonsense out and, uh, you know, get through their week with, but, you know, some people need professional guidance in certain areas and there's nothing wrong with that i suggest people do that i suggest people have someone to vent to someone to listen to and if you don't you can talk to yourself it's okay to talk i mean as long as you know what you're talking about i mean if you're talking with a group of people but you know if you're talking to yourself it doesn't matter what you're saying 
but just know that everything you say to yourself, you might want to have a little uh, screening process before you actually say that to other people. So go check those out. You people, Stutz, some good stuff. And obviously that uh, Pam Anderson documentary came out. It's like a self-documentary. It's like a, what do you call that, a biograph? Biography? Biograph. Fuck, a biopic. It's, <laughs> it's like a biography. And she goes through her life. And uh, there's a lot of titties out there, a lot of ass shots. But, you know, that was a big part of how she got famous. So you, it's hard to not include that, but they do have a lot of ass shots from back in the day, a lot of a lot of titty grab, and you know it goes through her entire life. Just just fascinating stuff, really fascinating. It's a good look into before social media, you know, grabs a hold of you, and existed, that you get a good look at what you know happens to, you know, famous people. It's just, you know, it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And unfortunately, she had some, uh, you know, who would have thought molestation happened? You know, she was abused as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult. Not saying that caused any of the things that, you know, happened later in her life. But like I said, these sickos exist. You got to get rid of them. And the only way to get rid of them is not put them on a a stipend by the federal government or the state government. In the local penitentiaries, you got to kill these motherfuckers because if there's 100% guilt, they got to be taken care of. They got to be getting rid of. The mafia would have no problem doing this. You know, Whitey Bulger would have no problem doing this. You know, if there was no MK Ultra in his brain, Charles Manson should be out there getting rid of these people. Someone's got to do something. So go check out that Pam Anderson doc. Um, I got a nice couple uh, couple weeks of busyness. I got a little travel to Boston, go see the Celtics game next week. Hopefully some nice food, have some f- leftovers ready at the bar, I mean, at the hotel. I'm trying to do it right, you know, and what you want to do when you travel out of town, you know, you go on a trip, get out of your comfort zone, you know what I'm saying? Get out of your comfort zone. Go do something, eat something different, you know, go do something different. Don't be trapped by the minutiae, like I say. You know, you want to get out there and do it. You want to enjoy yourself. You know, eat something different, maybe a different type of food you never had before. If you don't, you know, if you're a meat eater, go have some sushi. Don't be scared of the fresh fish. You know, if they if they get you sick, you can write a Yelp review. You can do, turn to a Karen. You know, you can turn around and throw that fucking tire roll back at the people. Be an angry asshole. Just an angry fuckboy an angry bitch just an angry bitch maybe a cunt people don't like that word cunt you know what it's a fucking part of our vocabulary it's written in the on the google it's written in google it's probably in the merriam webster dictionary cunt exists bitches exist dicks assholes cocksuckers they all exist george carlin could tell you but get out there out of your comfort zone go enjoy yourself and do something different it's okay it's okay. Nothing's going to happen. Have some crab. Have some crab dip. You know, get some of that uh, soft shell crab maybe. Get a little salmon. Maybe a little black and mahi-mahi. You know, maybe if you don't eat meat, go have a fucking steak. Have a Wagyu. Have a Wag 5 uh, What do you call that? A 5-rated Wagyu. Just go out there and do it. 
Stop being scared. The world is going to be here long after you're dead. So you might as well take advantage of it. Eating potatoes all day is not going to help you. Eating rice ain't going to help you. Eating corn's not going to help you. Very starchy. That's why I gave you the list right there. A little starchy kind of product. But you know what? Keeps the people fed or feel fed or full. Got to be careful with that. I'm full of this. I'm full of shit probably. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to keep it pushing. I got things to do. It's Sunday morning. About to break into some nonsense. Just get out there and have some fun. Do something that's different. You know, meet some new people. Adjust to what's adjusting to you. The weather's cold outside. It's frightful, not delightful. And uh, just remember, be cool, motherfuckers. Dodaro, can you tell me uh, how much how much COVID cash went to CRT? CRT. Critical race theory in education. It's it's a racist right. uh, uh, curriculum used to teach children uh, that somehow their white skin is not equal to black skin and other things in education. Yeah. Uh, no, I do not know that. But I, I do know that there's f provisions that the uh, federal funds generally are not used, they're supposed to be used for curriculum. Oh. Uh, that it's a state. Oh, Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you, in Illinois, they, they receive $5.1 billion um, at, at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity um, so it's, it's being used for these things. Uh, Mr. Dodaro, can you tell me how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Who? Drag Queen Story Time, where, where men dress up oh, as oh, women oh. And, and read confusing books to children. Okay. First, I thought you said dry clean. So, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I don't know the answer to either one of those two. Oh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for drag queen story time uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that it should have never gone to, and I thank you so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time. So here's why what we just saw was so important. Not just because Marjorie Taylor Greene made herself look like a clown, although that's certainly worthwhile, but because the Controller General for the Government Accountability Office, Jean Dodaro, had no fucking clue what she was talking about. And it's a really, really good reminder that when you take these Republicans out of their Fox News rabbit holes and put them in front of people who aren't mainlining Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, no one in this country has the slightest clue what these people are talking about. And if you pay attention to politics, you might forget that because we're exposed to this bullshit on a daily basis and the Overton window shifts and it all becomes normalized for us. But if you're just a regular American out there and if you come into contact with one of these Republicans, my God, they sure do sound like lunatics, don't they? So I get that Marjorie Taylor Greene thought that she was using her time during this oversight committee hearing to score some major political points and gin up some excitement, but all she did was put on full display how extreme and insane she actually sounds. This dude was more confused than when a 13-year-old tries to explain to their grandparents what Snapchat filters are. The only difference being that Snapchat filters are fun, and the conspiracy theories that Greene is spouting are probably cause for someone to suggest their relatives seek some professional help. And just on some specific points here, Green asks how much COVID cash went to CRT, which is essentially just Republican Mad Libs at this point. I'm not sure how much CRT costs, but I can't imagine it would be much considering it's a theory and not a thing. 
Although, with that said, Marjorie Taylor Greene seems to be under the impression that individual elementary schools are being allocated not thousands, not hundreds of thousands, not millions, but billions per school for this curriculum. Oh, uh, it's a state oh Mr. Dodaro, I have to tell you, in Illinois, they, they receive $5.1 billion um, at, at an elementary school there that, that used it for equity and diversity. And here I was thinking that education was underfunded. Didn't realize that even elementary schools had budgets into the billions of dollars for just one program alone. Of course, the ultimate irony here is that no secondary schools teach critical race theory because it's not taught in secondary schools. Your eight-year-old is learning how to count by twos. They're not delving into the ways that law intersects with race. I mean, my God, have any of these people ever come into contact with a child? If you can get a third grader to tell left from right, that's a win. I can assure you they are not examining the social, cultural, and legal issues as they relate to race and racism. And anyone who thinks that they are is a moron. Looking at you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and just as a quick aside, because it really isn't worth it to humor this idiocy, CRT doesn't actually mean anything to these people. It's just some nebulous catch-all term that they found to describe learning about race. But if they can attack a scary-sounding name and make it seem like kids are being indoctrinated, they can vilify the very concept of any race-based education. But why would conservatives not want children to learn about race? to pretend that their own sordid history surrounding race doesn't exist. They know that they can't afford to alienate those white supremacists and outright racists that have so vocally ingratiated themselves into the Republican base, and so instead, their plan is to deny the very existence of their actions. And if, by chance, a student does learn about our past, well then it's not history so much as it's teaching our children to be guilty of who they are. Because apparently, as far as Republicans are concerned, students are not capable of learning about something without internalizing all of it and blaming themselves. Does that make sense? No? Didn't think so. But again, all of this is moot because the only people even taught critical race theory are graduate law students. That's it. Your kid is not learning CRT in elementary school or middle school or high school or undergrad in college or even grad school unless they're getting a law degree. So I'm pretty sure there's as much likelihood of your nine-year-old being indoctrinated critical race theory as them learning corporate income tax law. But moving on from CRT, Green then pivots over to the next iteration of anti-LGBT culture war, and that's to attack drag queens. She asks to how much money was given to Drag Queen Story Hour, and to illustrate the extent to which he has no clue what the fuck she's talking about, he literally explains that he thought she was talking about dry cleaning. Why? Well, probably because he's not mainlining Tucker Carlson and doesn't spend any time of his life pretending to worry about Drag Queen Story Hour. And at this point, you can actually almost feel the embarrassment from Green, who offers the most tepid request to look into it before immediately wrapping up her line of questioning. Oh, we need to look into this, and I, I urge you to do that. Um, they, uh, Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center in Pennsylvania received $16,000 uh, for drag queen story time uh, from, from COVID cash. Um, I think this is an issue that needs to be looked into. A lot of this money went to things that it should have never gone to. And I thank you so much, and I yield back the remainder of my time. I guess it's one thing to tweet to your already brainwormed audience the usual fear-mongering about drag queens, and something entirely different to say it out loud to a normal human being who doesn't traffic in manufactured right-wing outrage. And just one note on this whole drag queen thing. 
Drag shows are fantastic. I've been to more than I can count. No one doesn't have fun at a drag show. And no, for the lunatic conspiracy theorists out there, kids do not get groomed or abused or sexualized at drag shows. But I'll tell you what, I can't say the same about the church. So if you're really serious about protecting children, let's have a conversation once you've called for the dissolution of the church. Until then, spare us the faux outrage. So will Marjorie Taylor Greene ease up on the insane conspiracy theories? No. But at this point, knowing how much of a fool she makes herself out to be by doing it, I'm not even complaining. Voters have spent the last three cycles rejecting Republican extremism. So if Republicans want to continue doubling down, who am I to stop them?